Hello, podcasters. It's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode. This is the place where I'm keeping it real raw. The life of building a brand, entrepreneur life, boss babe life, mom life, wife life, dog owner life. I'm keeping it real right here. Uh, Today, I'm talking about what nobody tells you about building a brand. Oh, man. I'm talking about some highs and lows, some fails, some behind the scenes stuff. There's just so much to building a company that so many people just, they don't talk about. And it seems like everything's so glamorous. But if you built a brand for any amount of time, you know, there's some non-glamorous parts. So that's what's going on here right after a little message from my sponsors. Hello, podcasters. Oh, it's so great to be back. Gosh, this week has been such a hustle week. I feel like I've been saying that for the last few podcasts, and you're going to understand more as we get into today's topic. I feel like like I'm on The View or something. Today's hot topic. Oh, man. In any case, I'm here at my kitchen table. My dog is actually on my lap today. She has decided that she's extraordinarily needy this week, uh, which is completely adorable. Andre tries to convince me that this dog doesn't love me. But I know in my heart dogs have the ability to love. And I don't even care if you disagree because I know in my heart's truth. Oh my goodness. Oh, get sat down because I'm about to reveal to you some, some secrets. Okay? I'm going to pull back the curtain on branding, building a personal brand, the things that nobody tells you, the secrets behind the scenes. So I hope that you're ready because if you're building a business, you're building a brand, You're going to want to have some of these things kind of tucked in the back of your mind because um, they're just real. (laughs) It's just reality. I feel like when when we started building our businesses, we, meaning you and me, um, we had this idea of what this would look like. And uh, if you've spent, I don't know, three hours in building a business, you know everything that you thought it was going to be is like totally turned on its head, which is good and bad. It's good because it causes us to grow. It forces us to kind of get real with some things. And also bad because for some reason we weren't a millionaire the first week of starting our businesses, which is upsetting for everybody, including myself. So I get it because I've been there and I get it because I've worked with so many different women who are in the same spot that you and I are in. And I feel like there's just some of these things that we don't talk about enough. And you know, this is why I'm here. This is why I have the podcast. This is why I'm here because I'm here to keep it real with you. Um, I wish I could tell you that um, the secret to building a brand is um, having mimosas every day and just, you know... (laughs) not I wish it was I wish building a brand meant you get mimosas every day it doesn't it doesn't and and I know that if you knew what you knew now back then I know you would still have started it but you might have given yourself way more like self-love days because girl you know you know there's some days that we get to this amazing place in our life and in our brand where we're like oh my goodness I can't even believe it I'll tell you I'm gonna tell you a secret I feel like this always happens. I always like tell you stuff that I'm not planning on telling you. Like, I don't want to tell you this, but now I'm going to tell you. It's just like coming out now. So I've been working on this, um, this course, this audio course. It is like almost done. It's called Leveled Up. Level Up, the Savvy Brand Strategies for Success. And inside of this course, there are over 10, uh, 11 modules of, it's a self-paced guided um, course. And I wrote 
I wrote and wrote all of these different worksheets that go along with it. And on the bottom, I put, you know, all rights reserved, Julie's story. Well, yesterday I found out that I misspelled the word um, reserved uh, on every single one (laughs) of these pages. Like there's, I can't even tell you how much time these booklets have taken and now there's a misspelled word on every single one because it's like the byline. It's like the little thing at the end. And I and Andre walked in yesterday because he's on spring break and he's like, hey, how's it going? Because I'm almost done with everything. Like I'm building graphics and all this stuff. And he, and he just looked at me and I was like, well, there's a misspelling on every single one. There, there's so many pages to the, like I just poured myself into this. Like there's so many, they're beautiful too. I'm like so proud, but there's definitely misspelling and now you know now you know it's there and Andre's like well you could just leave it and I'm thinking are you kidding me like the perfectionist in me is like oh heck no that's not staying but I'm gonna have to do it little by little because it would it would probably take me a good 12 hours to open up every single one like it's just it's one of those things that's part of being an entrepreneur like those things are going to happen have you ever had those moments where you're working on something inside of your brand and you're like so proud of yourself because you're being super productive. By the way, the birds are going absolutely insane right now. I don't know if you can hear them outside my window, but if you can hear those birds, it's not because I'm at a bird sanctuary. It's just because for some reason, my house is surrounded by noise. And I talked about this in my stories too when I was recording the audios for this course. I mean, the, between the guy next door who always goes out to his trash can and we live pretty close to a couple different airports. So I'd be like in the middle of this moment where I'm just like going at it with my audio and just just like an airplane, just like me over my, I'm like, are you serious? So I'd have to like stop and go back. This is part of being an entrepreneur and building a brand. Like all of these little things of like, it's not always going to go exactly. Like even if you're there and you're ready and you've shown up and you're like, I am here to hustle and get work done. There's going to be a day where your internet turns off for no reason and you have no idea why and then you're taking three hours trying to figure out your internet happened. I've also had times where I'm in the middle of a great work day and my my electricity just goes off because there's an outage in the area and I'm like, are you serious right now? This is the kind of stuff that happens and... I I was re- I was working actually this past weekend. I felt this like amazing energy to write um a couple bonuses for my course, which I'm just like so excited about. And I wrote out this whole thing. It probably took me like an hour to write out like a, just a bunch of different productivity strategies and like work life balance stuff. And so I always have Andre proofread my stuff because obviously I have proofreading um, issues. (laughs) I think probably just because I want to get stuff done. Like, I'm just like, who needs a proofreader? Just, you know, work on it once, get it out there. You know, like done is better than perfect, but I've learned to slow the heck down because it's cost me so much time to not, to not, um, build strategies in place for myself to protect myself from wasting hours and hours fixing, I don't know, bylines. Uh, but anyway, I wrote out this thing and I was going to email it to him. So I saved it as a draft. One of the things that I've learned, a secret that I've learned in building a brand is always make sure that you have backups of backups of backups of whatever it is that you're working on because you never know if the computer is going to crash or if your external is going to crash or if you like, I, I have three different backups 
on everything that I'm working on at any given time. So I have a, I have a, um, on Mac, you can set up, gosh, what is it called? It's called Time Machine, actually. So I bought an external hard drive. I synced it to my Mac. And so everything on my Mac is being saved constantly on an external. The other thing I bought, too, is Backblaze, which is a $5 a month service. That it's a, it's a cloud service, so it's checking your computer every single month and extracting everything from your computer into a cloud. And then anytime I'm working on anything, I'm also saving it into a Dropbox. This is a secret to building a brand because it sucks when you're working on something and the program crashes or your com- your computer hard drive crashes or something like that. I remember this moment when I was um, doing photography and I'll get back to the writing. I know, I know, I like I go on a different tangent track with me. I was doing this wedding and I, um, and this is like the worst when you're, when you're a wedding photographer, you have nightmares of losing your clients images. And, you know, like I learned this habit very early on because of, you know, hashtag anxiety that when I would upload photos, I would make sure that they were uploaded. I would double click on, on the upload to make sure that, you know, it, I was downloading onto my computer. I would double click on the download. Once it was on my computer, I would unplug the camera and double click on the images to make sure I could open them. And I would also, um, double check the cards, like my card reader and my card. So I would, once, once the photos were on my computer, I would double check the card in my camera. Like I was like so incredibly ridiculously, insane about making sure that everything was good like I just I just couldn't even imagine and now there's an airplane flying over of course and there's birds in the background like seriously seriously this is part of building a brand part of building a brand so this one wedding I shot I think it was the last one or the second to last one uploaded all my photos double checked had them in the cloud had them on my external and I was going through and I was missing an entire card, which was like the reception. And I absolutely started freaking out because I also had a system of making sure all my cards were good and I couldn't find it at all. Like I had no idea where this was. And my sister actually second shot the wedding with me and she had given me all the cards that she had that day, like on the wedding. And I was like triple checking, couldn't find it. It was like my worst nightmare. And it was like the last wedding that I was shooting before I was retiring from being a photographer couldn't find it anywhere and I was just like what am I going to do like all the anxiety in the world I happened to go over to my sister's house for some reason I was in her living room and lo and behold there's a random um card or you know from her camera sitting on her um it was actually on her coffee table and I picked up the card and I was like I bet this is the card. And I put in my camera and it was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe. Somewhere in the process of her giving me the cards, she didn't realize she actually had an extra. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. But in any case, back up your stuff. So I had this moment happen this past weekend where I'd spent all this time writing this thing about work-life balance. And I had was writing it in my drafts in my Gmail and I was gonna send it over to Andre to check And I was on my phone and I was trying to copy and paste and somehow it deleted the draft. And for a brief moment, Gmail will let you undo the delete. It, it went so fast. I couldn't even undo it. So I lost 
all of that that I had written. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I'm the strategist who like saves everything upon everything. And I still lost it. If you're working on any writing whatsoever, like I highly recommend doing it on Google um, Google Documents because it auto saves it for you. Like I have everything saved on Google Documents. And what's so cool about that is like as I've been building different pieces, as I've been building my brand going forward, I have everything that I've ever done is like in Google Drafts. I know some people use Evernote. But when I started using Evernote, it was having a really hard time syncing between my computer and my phone. So there'd be like a different version on my computer and a different version on my phone. And that drove me crazy. So I use that. So definitely save stuff. But I think one of the things that people don't talk a lot about in building a brand is like there's ongoing just hiccups and issues and technical issues that you run into. And I think, you know, it's really easy to get really stressed out when that stuff happens because in our minds, we're never thinking, oh, the, you know, I just wrote this thing. It's going to get deleted 30 minutes from now accidentally and I'm going to have to redo it. Like we don't think like that when we're actually building something. We live in this like um, enchanted world of building a business. Like, you know, that movie Enchanted, like the, <laughs> the girl, the girl who's just like in a fairy tale. She's in New York City. I actually had that moment happen in real life, by the way while we're talking about uh, the unrealistic expectations of building a business. I went to New York City once to visit my friend and I was like this girl in Enchanted. I'm gonna tell you a couple little stories in intermixed here with the branding secrets. I went to New York City and um, <laughs> I, I hadn't been to New York City as an adult and New York City is such a cool place. Like it's just cool all around. Like you just feel cooler for being there. But I went and um, my friend had lived there for a while and she's like, hey, we're going to get a taxi. They call it by a different name, but I don't remember what it is. Essentially, this is a vehicle that barely stops. It's a van that barely stops and you just like run into this van and they just take off and they're just like collecting people on the way to the subway and this is like a thing. They're breaking all kinds of laws, which is, you know, crazy uh, to me that this is acceptable. But in any case... We like jump into this van and I get in there and my first thought is the driver. And so I'm like, hi, how are you doing today? And he doesn't say anything back. And my friend is like, sir. And he, and he was like, oh, what's up? And I was like, hi, how are you? And the driver was like, oh, good. Like he's just not used to people talking. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you talk? Like, you don't talk to those drivers, apparently. I didn't know this. So we're driving on the way to the subway, and my friend is like, we're not going to be able to use our phones. So I was like, oh, that's cool. What do we do on the subway? Do we, like, talk to people? Is that what we do? And she's like, no. We do not talk to people on the subway. That is a no. And I'm like, why? And then I get into the subway, and I'm like, oh, this is why. Everybody looks really scary, and they're they look so grumpy, like nobody smiles in New York City. I don't know what's happening. I was like, what is people's problem? Everybody was so upset. And I was like, this is why. And like everybody in New York City is not smiling. I don't know why. Like everybody that I looked at, I, there's just no smiles. And I was like, you're in New York. This is so fun. And I think probably one of the reasons why is because there's so many people and there's so many tourists like me that don't know what the heck they're doing that are talking to random strangers. But I had this moment also happen too where I was walking in New York City and 
I, it was like at night. So her and I are walking together and like, we're like boss babe. Like we will take you down with our smiles and hugs, but she, we were walking and I'm not even kidding you. This gentleman comes up behind me, puts his hand in my hand, interlaces his fingers with my hand, lets go and walks ahead of me and turns around and looks at me. And I was like, are you serious right now? I know you did not just do that. Like it it creeped me out. Like, can you imagine a stranger holding hands with you for a moment while you're walking in New York City at night? No, this should not be happening. I just felt like, why did you just hand hug my hand without my permission? This is a no. In any case, we live in our brand mindsets where we're like this enchanted like princess. We're like, we're going to talk to everybody on the subway and everyone's going to smile at us and like nobody's going to hold our hand at night when all that stuff isn't even true. It's not reality. I think the more that we can just understand that there's going to be these moments that come up in building our businesses that are going to challenge the heck out of us and prepping ourselves emotionally because knowing that we're going to get there, not that we're expecting bad things to happen, but just having a very realistic perspective of there's going to come a time where I'm going to need like a one day vacation. Like there's going to come a time where I'm going to need to take a break. There's going to come times where, um, you know, these things are going to come up in our brands that suck and it's hard. And, um, you know, nobody talks about how personal it is to take risks in building a business and understanding that, you know, there are times where we make huge grievous mistakes with our clients and, and not expecting ourselves to be perfect, but understanding that we can take a lead in our life, in our emotional self to make sure we're okay first. Like, hello, step one, self-love, self-care of like, what do you do when you completely delete something that took forever to build? Like, what is, like, how are you going to be emotionally? And if you're not taking care of yourself on an ongoing basis, you're going to be a freaking hot mess.com and you're going to be a hot mess on the floor. Like, I, I know that because I've been there of just making a mistake or publishing a site and the link is broken. And even though I checked the links 5,000 times, there was still one broken link and like dealing with clients that are not happy with that. And that's totally understandable. That's totally reasonable. I had to learn in my business that there was going to be public mistakes that I was going to make and private mistakes that I was going to make. And one of the the secrets that I feel like people don't talk about is the fact that when you're building a personal brand, each one of those mistakes is extremely personal because you did it. You're the face of the brand. There is nobody to blame. Like it was you, you made a mistake, whatever it was, you deleted the file, you deleted the photos, you didn't serve your clients with excellence in the way that you wanted to. And understanding that you're going to make mistakes and making sure that you've built a strategy in your life to protect your heart in the middle of failing privately and publicly like it's it's going to happen um and there's also going to be private successes and major public successes that you get to you know enjoy as well but I think understanding that it takes um it takes a lot of courage to show up in those moments of making mistakes and um owning them I remember at those times when I didn't serve my clients to the level of excellence that I wanted. Like I had built, when I was building brands, like just building websites, I had um, 
really high core value of getting back to my clients in a reasonable amount of time because I'd heard so many stories about designers and people that just didn't get back to their clients. And so when I was um, working building the actual websites, I wanted to make sure I was getting back to them on time. So I built in systems in my life to make sure that that was happening. But for whatever reason, if there would be a day or a couple days where I couldn't get to my email, whatever was happening with the kids or whatever, and I um, and I got back to my clients, I would apologize to them and give them something extra because I didn't. I wasn't re- reaching the level of experience that I wanted to provide for them. Even if they weren't even if they weren't upset for them. I remember a couple instances where even if they weren't upset with me about it, I would just say, "Hey, listen, this took me way longer to get back to you about this. I'm going to give you A B C D because I want to make sure that you have an incredible experience and part of the experience I want you to have is me getting back to you within a reasonable amount of time." So, I remember those things happening. I remember times when I just made major mistakes because I didn't have systems in place and didn't have structures in place. I remember moments where I was crying on the phone with clients because there was a time when somebody wasn't happy with this particular thing or whatever and I felt so awful about it and looking back now I can say that um you know some of the things that some of the things that I was doing and some of the ways that I was taking it personally was because I had I had believed that my business was um an extension of my value and some of the reasons that it hit me so hard in those moments was because I had an internal structure, I had an internal belief system was that my value was based on what I could produce and how I could perform in my business. And so when I would make mistakes and I would not do things that I would, you know, I wouldn't fall through with the level of experience that I wanted, I felt devastated internally. And it really wasn't that big of a deal but because I had built and like my business was an extension of my identity I felt like it was a reflection of me if I made a mistake that's not like that's not a good thing highly would not recommend that I would highly recommend understanding that your value and understanding your value as a business owner even and your value as a service provider is not a reflection of you as a person like your soul you who you are is so intrinsically valuable you just happen to serve other people in your business for a living. But that service is not a reflection of you. And I think it's so hard to um, to recognize that when you're first building a business or even a couple years in because so much of you, it is a personal brand. So much of you is out there and you've taken so many different risks and like your business is like your baby. And so you don't want you know your baby to trip and fall. Otherwise, like you're going to you know feel really upset. But I think just understanding like there's going to come moments where you are you're a person and you're you are going to you know make mistakes with your clients and already having a decision made inside of you to honor them and honor that relationship will protect you from you know that like it cutting so deeply of like hey listen this is a business that you're running and yes you're the face of the brand but at the same time, you're an individual and you're going to make mistakes and understanding that it's not a reflection of you. And I think one of that one powerful secret to like building a personal brand is um, taking ownership for where you failed and making it right and serving your clients, but also understanding that, yes, you're here, you are the personal brand, but you are not 
Um, it's not an equivalent to your value, if that makes sense. I think another thing that um, that the secrets of building a personal brand, I don't think that we realize how incredibly scary it is to build a brand. And um, there's so many different levels of like dealing with fear. I think one of them is, you know, fear of failing. That's one of the, that's the number one fear that people deal with is fear of failing. Because again, like we've connected our performance to our value as people. So I think that, you know, not dealing with some of these fears causes our business to kind of have lots of different ripple effects in it because we're so afraid that we're not going to we're not going to make it or we're going to make it in less of a way than what we want or you know all these different fears that kind of come to the surface as we're building something amazing this is so common like fear of failing is the number one fear that most people deal with is the fear of failing but yet we don't talk about it we don't talk about what that looks like inside of a brand and building something that has your face and your name on it it's it's there's so many moments of confronting self and confronting doubt. Like it's, I feel like it's almost a daily journey of like, okay, where's my mindset at? What am I believing? What am I looking at? And I heard this um, video today about um, this woman who talks about kind of dealing with your mindsets. And she talks about the five, the five second rule. And she talks about how um, there's a part in your brain that deals with the worry and kind of the um, the habitual parts of our, our mindset and that part of the brain can kind of go on autopilot and she said by using this technique, this five second rule, you can actually stop your brain from being in that part and shift it over into the prefrontal cortex which is the very cognitively aware place. So she talked about like when you have those fears or those worries or those um, those. Uh, thoughts start coming in your mind to stop them and count down you know five four three two one kind of like an astronaut like nasa taking off and shifting um your perspective by giving yourself an anchor thought so you can invade your your mindset and give yourself an anchor thought of the truth i love that perspective because in understanding who god is and understanding fear you know and understanding that fear is such a beast and it wants to you know quench out love that when we have those fears we can actually take control of our mind and introduce a truth to our mindset and focus on the truth instead of the fear i feel like that's super valuable when you're running a business like it's super valuable to understand how your brain actually works and understand where your habits and where your thought processes have just been on autopilot. And when we're building a brand, understanding we're going to have those moments where we feel like, oh my gosh, is this going to work? Are we building something that's going to help someone? Do people want what it is that, do people want our gifts, what we're showing up with? And, and recognizing that all of those things are so connected to our hearts. They're so connected to who we are because it's our gifts. It's us showing up on purpose with purpose. And recognizing that our brains are constantly trying to protect us from bad things happening. And our brains can actually calculate the movements that we need to make in our brand as a risk that's going to hurt us. So our brains will take over for us without us really being conscious of it and say, no, 
we're going to slow this train down, Ghost Rider. Like, we are not going to move this forward because this might hurt us. We might get hurt. We had that one time where we failed a client or we had that situation happen where we didn't show up with our best and that was painful. So we're going to make sure and stop all activity that could lead us to that pain. And if we're not careful, we can actually let those parts of our brain be on autopilot and stop our brand from moving forward. Like our brains, our conscious and our subconscious are constantly working together for us, but sometimes they get mixed messages based on a trauma of the past that we haven't healed from. And sometimes those traumas are crap. I deleted all of those photos from that one client. Crap. Like I, I lost, um, you know, that written thing that I did. It got deleted. So our brain is constantly looking at, hey, let's look at things that we've done in the past and make changes for the future. And also let's protect ourselves from feeling any of those things again. I remember um, when I was first building my brand, I remember being terrified of so many different things. I mean, I, and I was coming out of a, a, you know, lots of different emotional situations going on, but I was absolutely terrified to do certain things. One of the things that I was terrified of was being on video. Uh, and, you know, that was when, like, YouTube was kind of just starting and, you know, Facebook hadn't really jumped on the bandwagon of video and Instagram was kind of just beginning. I didn't, ha- I didn't even have Instagram back then because they didn't have Instagram for non-Apple phones and I didn't have an Apple. Bless those times, Jesus. Look at where we are now. Ain't God good? Look at him. He's so good. I have an Apple phone now. Anyway, I was so terrified of making videos, but there was something inside of me that knew this was going to be really important. Like I just knew and nobody was talking about it. Nobody said anything. I just kind of had a knowing. And so I remember, um, I remember taking my phone down to this bridge and recording this video because I was terrified and I wanted every single place in my business where I was terrified. I had made this decision that I was going to do it. I just, I I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I made that decision, but it was one of the best business decisions I've ever made was just creating this internal value, this core value of like, if it terrifies me, I'm doing it. Like, I don't want fear to rule any area of my life. And so I was so scared and I turned on this, the, the video and I looked ridiculous. I sounded ridiculous, but I made this video. Let me tell you about this video. Okay. Let me just tell you about this video. Oh, if I knew what I knew now. So this video was about me deciding to use the software program that I used to build webs that I built brands on is Show It. And um, at the time, Show It had built this community online that was amazing. Like it was really my lifeline. Um, whenever I was working at the job that I hated and I was like wanting to have my own business and they would have live video shows every day where they would be talking about lots of different things. It was kind of like a podcast video and every single day I would watch them and they just gave me like so much hope and I decided that I was gonna take the, like it was such an investment for me at the time. I think it was like $49 a month, but now it's I think $24 a month. But $49 a month as a single mom was a whole lot. But I just felt like I have to like have a website and uh, this is the company that I want to invest into because so many different reasons. So I made, I was making this video talking about how I was going to, you know, buy show it that night. Um, and it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I wasn't, I, I was showing up courageous, but I was so nervous and I just didn't, 
wasn't confident in myself at all and it was just awful and um I did it and um they were actually on tour during that time the, the software company was on tour and um they played my video on the tour bus they found the video and they played it so like all of these people who I was just like admiring and they were like celebrity like they were like Brad and Angelina like you know when Brad and Angelina were the it couple they were like them, you know, at the time. And all these people saw my video and I just was like dumbfounded. I was like, are you serious? Like I made this video. I was terrified of doing it. And all these people watched it who I've been watching and admiring and like respecting. They all watched this video. And I had heard some somewhere along the grapevine, I'd heard they watch it. And I just was like, I probably cried. Like I probably, like, I don't remember. Like, I just remember feeling like, are you serious? Like, I wasn't even going to make that video. I was so scared to make that video. So I made that video and I kept um, making videos. I just, I would, I was working at the job that I hated and I would go out and I would make videos. Don't ever look up JSTOR photo on YouTube. Just don't do it. It's bad. Like all the videos are terrible. But um, if you want to make yourself feel better, you can. But that was me trying to overcome this fear of being on video and I remember thinking you know what I never know when there's going to be a moment where I'm going to need to be able to I don't know talk and present myself in a way where I understand how to have a one-sided like conversation like I don't know podcasting or making other funny videos or you know doing stories on Instagram but I overcame that fear and I feel like How often are we all like recognizing where we're afraid and freaking dealing with it? Like how often are we letting fears hold us back from doing what we need to do? And in our, in, in building a business, you have to get comfortable with doing that. You have to get comfortable with doing it afraid. You have to get comfortable with confronting some of these things. I've come across lots of different women in my life who have these dreams inside of their heart, like writing a book or doing these various things that they want to do. And I, I, I'm absolutely obsessed with helping people become who they're meant to be. Like I just, I'm through and through. I'm just like, every time I hear a woman say, I want to write a book, I'm like, okay, girl, what do you do? Like, let's, you know, do it. You know, what do you, let's talk about it. So I came across these women who are terrified and so they don't do it. And they don't do it and they don't do it for years and years and years and years. And I have just learned in my life, like, girl, if you don't do it, it's not getting done. Like if you don't make a decision, if you don't make a change, if you don't step out, if you don't confront some of these things, it will never happen. And you're going to look back on your life and feel like, well, crap, I should have done that. Like what would have happened in my life had I not, you know, made that video, that video turned into an incredible relationship with some of the most influential people in my life I eventually met them they came to Orlando and I drove to Orlando to meet them and they knew exactly who I was because of that video and not only did I meet them there but they selected me out of a group of 30 people they still out of their community they selected me to come to Santa Barbara California so I paid for my ticket to go to Santa Barbara and they um they wrapped their arms around me with so much love and support and they um they put us all in this beautiful um location we stayed there for five days three days five days and we went wine tasting we walked around vineyards and essentially I was wined and dined with the most incredible people who loved me so well in the middle of 
just a really tough season in my life. And I don't know that any of that would have happened had I not made this video. Like of all the people, and there's like 2,000 people in the community, they selected me as one of the 30. And that was within a couple weeks of putting that video, like maybe a couple months. I have a hard time with time. It was probably like three months. Within three months, I was in, it was in Santa Barbara, California, sipping wine in a vineyard in Santa Barbara. And it was all because I took a step and made a video and just said, hey, I really love your product and I'm really honored to use it. And it wasn't perfect at all. It was really crazy, but um, yeah, I flew out there. So that, and that began relationships that absolutely changed my life. Like just those people were foundational. Like I wouldn't be where I am in my brand without those people. And I think that's another thing that, you know, we as, as business owners and, you know, we, we work a lot by ourselves if we're running a solopreneur business. Like we're in, we're by ourselves a lot, but the people that are around us really make a huge difference in our life. And if there are people around you that are not, um, hustling or they're not, um, building their brand with integrity is going to be harder for you to do the things that you want to do if the people around you are not, um, I'm not saying like spouses, I'm saying like business owners, like surround yourself with business owners that are going where you want to go and that have already reached where you want to go because they're going to pull you up, they're going to make you stronger, they're going to love you in a way that um, is going to challenge the heck out of you and that's part of growing as an individual and that's part of growing as a brand. If you're around people who are, um, I don't know, like wishy-washy in their beliefs and wishy-washy in where they want to go in their business and they're kind of treating their businesses like a hobby, it's going to be harder for you to take your brand to the next level because you're constantly going to be seeing habits and behaviors in the people around you that are not going to bring you to the next level. Speaking of that, another secret that a lot of brands don't tell you and don't talk about is the obnoxious amount of um, work that it takes to actually build a business. It is really easy nowadays to look on social media and on Instagram and see the lavish lives of some of these girls that are just gorgeous and they're vacationing all the time. That is such a small percentage of actually building a business. And like when I was building my business from my parents' back bedroom, there was an Instagram. I didn't see that going on. But what my life looked like back then was, one, I didn't have any clients. I... Um, I had actually I had one client, I had one client, but I didn't have any like clients like that were booked out or anything like that. So I was building from scratch. And I also had the core value of putting my kids first. So, um, I had them 50, 50. So 50% of the time they're with me, 50% of the time they're with their dad. And when they were with me and when they were awake, my core value was I would not work. So I was not working during mama time. That was really important to me. So I had, I had part-time to build a brand that was going to be able to support me and my two children enough to move out of my parents' house and to build something that was for our future. So when I talk about my story and when I talk about building other people's brands, like I'm talking about it from a place of having absolutely nothing and completely and totally building a brand from scratch. What my time looked like was lots of late nights, lots of weekends that I wasn't out hanging out with people, lots of time alone. But I was able to build something that was able to sustain and be booked out months in advance. And I think 
I think it's really easy to look at where other women are succeeding and we want to go there and we're like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Like, look at all the things that she's doing. But I can tell you, the places that you see women showing up in their brands, the amount of time behind the scenes, the amount of time that you didn't see that, you know, the glory, you want to see the glory, but you don't know the story. Like it doesn't just happen. It takes so much clarity, so much focus, so much intentionality, so much honor and respect to the people around you. Because I've always said this, and I'll say this all the time, that if your family life falls apart, you've not succeeded. Like your family and those relationships are pivotal. I don't even care if that means that you have to go get a job at Starbucks for a season to focus on your family so that you're not building the business and like doing all that stuff, then that's what you need to do. Like I really, 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 really believe that because it's not worth it. It's not worth it at the end of the day to have your connection with your family be really difficult or like struggling, but you have this quote unquote successful brand. Your brand isn't a success if you lost your loved ones along the way. That's first and foremost. Family's a priority. God's a priority. Those relationships are the priority. But beyond that, you know, looking at other women of like where they're going. Yeah, it's a, it, is so, it is so easy to look at what they've created because you see the fruit of it, but you didn't see the seeds that they sown and how they're getting up and watering that seed and they're praying over that seed and they're, you know, the, the, you know they're tending to their garden. And then we look at their fruit and we're like, wow, I want that fruit. And it's not, I'm not saying that you need to strive or there's striving will get you absolutely nowhere. Trust me. I've spent so many seasons striving to outside of God, like just striving in my own efforts to just try and produce something. It doesn't like, I I really believe that you've got to get in alignment with the kingdom and understand how the kingdom works and understanding how God sees um, you know, blessings and abundance. Like God wants you to succeed. He wants financial abundance in your life. Like he wants that. How can you serve the people around you? How can you give to the poor? How can you, how can you do that if you're, you know, really struggling financially? So I really understand that, but looking at like thinking about the people that you admire right now and, and the things that they're producing and their performance level in terms of like their business and what they're able to accomplish and how they're booking, that stuff doesn't just happen. It really doesn't. And most people kind of think that it does. They look at those vacations like, wow, it's amazing. But you don't know for three years, she didn't go out on Saturdays. She only was working, you know, like that kind of stuff. And that, that stuff happened in my life as well. Like where I was just like, I was head down hustling. But the, the amazing thing was, is that it didn't feel like work. And I think that's really want, the key that I want you to take away from this little um this little moment is that finding finding that thing that you love that doesn't feel like work the thing that energizes you to get up and make it happen and to get up and and to do put in the time like it has been amazing to put together this audio course like I've been so excited about it I've been I've had so much fun working on it and like that's how I know I'm like in my lane is that it's so energizing so fueling and like even the podcast you've heard me talk about that before but it's important that you find your thing it might not be video it might not be podcasting but it's important that you're just so self-aware that you're like is this is this fueling you or is this depleting you because 
what it takes to get momentum in your brand is you being so driven and so excited and so on fire. And if you're not feeling that way about something that you're doing, it's time to quit. It's time to quit something that's no longer fueling you. I've heard, I've said this before, Bob Goff, he says, quit something every Thursday. It is Thursday today. So it is time to quit something like I, and I, I feel like that's my, one of my mantras now because I just went through such a long season where I was doing things because I felt like I should do them and because other people had this weird expectation of me to do it. And I, um, I wish that I had stopped doing things that I, that just weren't in my gifting and something that I just, I felt socially obligated to do it instead of energized by doing it. And I wish I had stopped. I wish I had sat down with myself and said, okay, girl, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? So, so all of that to say, you know, there's a lot that it takes to build a brand. And like, I just, I feel like it's just like unloaded, like all this stuff, like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. Like you got to take risks and all this stuff. But when you're doing something that you know, like it's in your DNA to do it and you know that this is what you're made to do and you know that you know that you know that this is it and that you're able inside of that space to serve people with excellence with your gifts, like it is amazing. Like the majority of people hate their jobs. The majority of people in this country cannot stand going to work. And you're an entrepreneur, which is amazing. And you're building something that is incredible. Not only does it have a legacy, but has your your unique personality all over it. And what an absolute gift that you're able to do that. And oh, by the way, you're impacting people's lives by using your gifts. Like, I think I love when Gary Vee kind of like has this moment with people. It's kind of like this like very stark moment where he's talking to people and he'll say like can you just stop for a second and realize how extraordinary it is that you can build a business from your kitchen table like how amazing is it that we get to do this and like we get to have the audacity to show up in our world and say I'm gonna use my gifts and I'm going to make an abundant life with them. Like how amazing is it that we get to do that? And how amazing is it that we get to actually build a life that we want? Like that's such a powerful, cool thing that we even get to do. And it's like, wow, if we can keep that in perspective, if we can keep that, you know, gratitude in perspective, like I get the opportunity to succeed and fail and learn from failure and grow as a person and grow as a mom and as a wife, as an entrepreneur. And also I get to bless the heck out of people along the way. Like that is such an incredible life. So I think just keeping perspective on gratitude and, um, you know, where your impact is and how you're actually impacting people's lives and not forgetting that I think is a huge a huge secret as well to like building a brand is like keeping that in front of you and keeping that gratitude in front of you. And I I learned way early on to start thanking God for clients that I didn't even have yet, that I don't even have yet, like thanking them for the people that I get to influence along the way. And I think that that's so extraordinary. So, so much love as you're building your brand, so much love and gratitude. Thank you so much for being here. I love doing this with you. I would love to hear back from you. One of the ways that I have seen that um, works well for other podcasts and kind of giving feedback is actually Twitter. So there's like not a way for you to like chat with me on like 
the podcast, but Instagram's a great way and also Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter every day, so at Julie underscore story. I would love to hear what you think about the podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to have conversations with you there, so please tweet me at Julie underscore story. I know Twitter's kind of like the social media that not very many people only go to on Twitter when like Instagram and Facebook is down. I just have found recently that Twitter's been a really cool way to like connect and encourage with other people, other entrepreneurs. I actually am really liking it. I didn't like it before, but I like it now. So follow me there, chat with me there, and I can't wait to chat with you soon. Okay, bye.